1: Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile.
2: welcome back to the Seminole rap podcast we continue moving closer to the start of the fsu football season we're taping here on sunday night so we are now what's that 17 days away from the start of the year i'm sure that excitement's starting to build for you too as it's building for us thank you so much for joining us i'm brian peller and here with max Scarpio, like always uh john unfortunately out as we let the old guy rest up before the season i'm just gonna call it our veteran week off again i guess if he just keeps doing it maybe he won't show up but we'll find out Regardless, we kind of got the best of both worlds anyway, as we've got a two-time Super Bowl champ, former FSU star, TV personality at CBS Sports and CBS Sports HQ, and the host of All Things Covered podcast, Brian McFadden. Brian, super excited you could be here with us, man.
1: Man, thank you for allowing me to join your platform. I'm excited.
2: Yeah, of course. And I I just listed off all your credentials, which are awesome to begin with. I mentioned your ventures into the uh, NIL and NFT space. We'll get to that in a bit as you're kind of on the forefront of that uh, digital venture, I guess. But um, I do want to start with Florida State and specifically this team since we're getting so close to the year. You got to be a guest captain this spring in the Garnet and Gold game. I guess I want to start there. Just it, it looked like a lot of fun. What was that experience like for you? Yo, I
1: enjoyed myself. <laughs> if, if, if Coach Novell, if he wants to invite me next year to do the whole thing, I'm down for it. I really enjoyed myself. Football has always been near and dear to me. Uh just being able to interact with the players is one thing, but being able to call the plays is a whole is a total, totally different thing. You know what I mean? I do it all the time when I play Madden, but you know <laughs> Madden and real football is night and day. But I really enjoyed it. And uh and they they splashed us, me and EJ, EJ Manuel with uh uh the, the winning power eight. Uh that was <laughs> surprising cuz it was a little nippy outside. Uh, that day and I, I got drenched, but it was all fun. I really enjoyed it. it I, I like the mindset of Coach Novell and the university trying to implement some of the past players with the current group of guys. It was an outstanding weekend. If you guys are not able to participate in the spring activities leading up to the spring game last year, make sure you do so this year, man. It's a it's a great way to come back to Tallahassee and, and meet a lot of old familiar faces and along with new new people as well
2: you you mentioned you got the call plays? Did you did you and EJ split it offense defense or he let you get some yeah. offensive plays in? No, 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 no. Oh, let okay. me
1: do let me do what I've been called to do which is defense, <laughs> defense, defense. Yeah, he had the offensive side. Uh uh I had the defense side and 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 we won.
2: Our our team won. Our team won. But that's yeah, I'll let Max take it but that that's all that matters, right? You got he got the bath.
1: No question, and, and the theme was the 2000 Seminoles versus the 90 Seminoles. So myself and EJ <laughs> paired up. We went against uh, Peter Bulwer and Danny Canell, and the 2000 Seminoles came out on top.
0: Ahead, what was it like being able to talk to them and making sure that that you guys were were the ones on top?
1: Oh man, you know we're competitors. We compete. <laughs> Uh, even though it was fun, a little, it was more fun than anything. But we wanted to go out and win, and now we have sole bragging rights for the first annual, you know, I guess uh, uh, old players co- uh, coaching the spring game. I think that was the first time ever. I guess I don't know exactly the the name uh, of it, but you know, we 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 won the first inaugural uh, opportunity, so it's always a plus. But yeah, when, when we jump on when we jump on the sideline, me and EJ went into game mode. <laughs> like we're not playing, but we're coaching, and our job is to try to win. And we did. We went out and, and was able to accomplish that.
2: Well, so when you're coaching them, did they look at you as an old guy? Did, did you get Did you get the reverence? Did you feel old, or or you know how what? did that go for you? I don't know how
1: they actually looked at me, but I don't feel like I'm an old coach. I feel like if I was <laughs> coaching, I'm gonna be swagged out. You know what I mean? I'm gonna make sure my drip is looking like I was supposed to look. You know what I'm saying? I might have I'm, I am I might have some ice inside my shirt. You know what I mean? So uh, but but yeah, I, I I am older, but I don't look at myself to be old. I like, you know, because people tell me, you know, I'm 40 years old. But when people be like, oh, Mac, you 40? I'm like, no, I'm not 40. But then I'm like, Dang, I, I'm actually I am 40. Like, wow. But you still got the energy where you could still go. Oh, no question. No question. Not play a game of football, but be energetic to be positive and do what I'm supposed to do. No question. That's not going anywhere.
2: Did you have any interactions with any of the guys that that stuck out cutting up with them? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. The one thing I would like to highlight the Friday leading up to Saturday's ball game. all the players that were in town, the older guys, we came. We had opportunity to watch practice on Friday. Uh, we did a, a, a seminal walk where we walked the length of the football field inside of Dope Campbell. We got a chance to introduce our, our, ourselves to the current group of guys. And, and that was that was awesome. That was awesome. They got a chance to ask us questions. We actually had dinner with them that same night in in the Champions Club in the stadium. Oh, man. So that entire weekend, like that Friday was magnificent. So, yeah, we got a chance to interact quite a bit. We exchanged numbers um, and and just we told our story. They told their story. And it's a great way to kind of unite different generations of Seminoles. You know what I mean? And I think that's something that's important when you're trying to establish a a family like atmosphere.
0: And being able to coach them, being able to like be a coordinator, cost them the place, who stood out to you in those in that defensive standpoint? We saw like Sam McCall had a good game. Who stood out to you when you were playing there?
1: Yeah, man, Sam McCall had a real good game. Uh, he had a real productive spring as well. You know, incoming freshman, newly incoming freshman, a guy that, you know, uh, came to school early. And being able to make that adjustment is huge. Thomas, as well, the other corner, true freshman corner. I think our secondary is going to be in good hands for the next few years, to say the least. If these guys stay the course and stay healthy, most importantly, uh, we're going to have some potential NFL guys in that secondary when it comes to the new group. And then, of course, we have some current guys there. Jamie Robinson, I think he's going to have a huge year. Um, he, he he stood out to me. I think he's going to have a huge year. Uh, a guy that will be playing on Sunday. Um, Akeem Dent. I think this is going to be a huge year for him. Um, yeah. You know, he's bounced around from different positions, and that's very, very difficult sometimes when you're not able just to solely focus in on one thing. When they have so many different things thrown at you, you don't really get a chance to be as comfortable as you would like. But now he understands what's expected of him, and I think he's going. I think he's going to fly through the roof. I think. I think he's going to fly through the roof. Uh, Fabian. Fabian Lovett, uh, another leader on the defensive front. Um, he's going to be awesome. You know who I really was surprised to see when I watched during Friday practice and then the game on Saturday was Trey Benson, the running back, transferring from Oregon. Yeah. Number one, he looks the part. I mean, listen, you know, running backs. I, 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 I when I played at Florida State, I played around guys like Greg Jones. You know what I mean? Like when you saw them, you're like, oh shoot, Boy, you better fall <laughs> up your chin strap and make sure you got your mouthpiece in. Trey got a little bit of that going on with him. I mean, his lower half is extremely heavy and strong, and you can tell. And he ran extremely well uh, when I watched him during Friday practice and, of course, during the spring game. Remember the spring game? He had some positive things. He had some positive runs. So he was very, very impressive. And I heard he wasn't – you know, he he had some – I think a leg injury. Uh, so he was just starting to get over that hurdle. But he looked real good. I'm here; he's still looking good in, in summer camp as well. So he was another guy that really impressed me.
0: Yeah, leading up to it, we were seeing him in spring camp, but we didn't like really see anything flash because of the injury. But when he had that game, I think he had something like like 77 yards out of nowhere and the yards per carry that he would get. So even the media and all the fans weren't expecting that, but it's great to see. And we talked about the running back room, how heavy and how stacked it's going to be with other players like Trayshawn Ward and players like CJ Campbell, who was a walk on before, but he's been doing well too.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, the running backs a year ago did exceptionally well, offensive of line-wise, paving the way for those guys. And I think this running grab, running back group, I think is might be more talented than what we had a year ago. And that's saying a lot because you know we lost Joshua Corbin, but when you factor in you know bringing in Trey Benson and some of the other guys that you mentioned, man, this going they're going to have a lot of fun to say to, to say the least.
2: Yeah, and you look at it, the probably the most fun running back in the whole group, and he's not even the running back. It's Jordan Travis. is just so electric, so fast, and, and uh, it seems like he's growing as a passer. What were you able to see out there from watching him play in the spring game? Leadership
1: qualities. He's starting to take on that role as a leader. I tell people this all the time. Like it or not, the quarterback position is a leadership position. Yeah. And if you're going to play that position, you have to be willing to embrace the leadership element that comes with that said position. And he's becoming more vocal, right? And I like that. But also, too, with that, you need to take it another step further and lead by example. And he's starting to sh- he showcase some of those things during spring. And I'm hearing the same thing in regards to summer camp. Uh, so th- that, that's impressive to see. He's not shying away from that uh, extra uh, piece that comes with playing the quarterback position. He's actually walking to it. He's running into the hot kitchen. And you got to be willing to do that. Because you're going going to have to be able to display that mindset in the heat of the moment on Saturdays, Thursdays, or whenever it is you're playing. Where people will be, they're going to look to you for some type of encouragement, some type of motivational uh, uh, words to get guys going. And you got to be willing to do that while taking care of your business as well.
2: And he's probably the face of the program at this point for the team. And and I guess, having not been in a locker room, and obviously you have, so lean on your expertise. Last year, he kind of had to battle for the position with Mackenzie Milton. Then it was back and forth. How important is it to just know you're that guy? Well, I
1: think you understand you have room for error. When you're that guy, you're not looking over your shoulder. If you had a bad practice, well, will I be running with the ones next week or tomorrow? Or will I be splitting time? You know, if you have, it happens, you might have a bad performance one day in practice, but when you know you're the guy, I got an opportunity to correct my wrongs the next day without looking over my shoulder. So that is a piece of clarity that one player can have when they know they're the guy. And he's earned that right based on the experience and based on some of the good things that he's been able to do. What I would like to see, what I want to see from Jordan Travis is a sense of consistency, yeah. right? Those are the guys that play on Sundays, consistent guys, Think about some of the outstanding quarterbacks that we've seen in college football over the last five, six, seven years. It didn't matter who you were playing against. You knew what you were going to get from that player. College football is about two things. If you want to win, if you want to look at a winning team in college football, look at two things, coaching and quarterback play. If you have those two things, you're going to win ballgames. You're going to be successful. You're going to be relevant. And if you don't have that above average quarterback play, you better have superior-like players everywhere else on the roster, along with coaching, a la Georgia. Yeah. Stetson, Stetson Ben is not a quarterback that's probably going to have an outstanding professional career. he probably get a shot. But do we see him being a guy that could be a potential starter early in his professional career in the NFL? Not right now, but a lot can happen when it comes to changing that trajectory. But he did what he was supposed to do. They had outstanding coaching. They had superior players everywhere else. So if you don't have the superior players everywhere else on the roster, better have good quarterback play, better have good coaching. That's the thing that's needed. And for us, it's time for Jordan Travis to take that step. Because we all have seen outstanding throws. Look at the throw against Notre Dame when he hit, uh, I think it was Douglas down the sideline, right? Hit him in stride, if I'm not mistaken. Look at the fourth down dig route against Miami yeah. that led to a potential game-winning touchdown. And that, those are pro- pro-like throws. Those are things, when you show us a glimpse of that, here or there, now we need to see that all the time because we know you have it. We know you have it. Remember, for such a long time, early in his career, the issue with Jordan was accuracy. Throwing the football, a natural thrower of the football. Those were concerns with him. He's starting to kind of move away from that narrative, but we need to see that consistent flow. Because when you're consistent at the quarterback level in, in college football, you're going to play on Sunday. And if you got a quarterback in college football that's going to play on Sunday, you're going to win ball games. Prime example, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Freaking Pittsburgh. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. Look at Wake Forest, Sam Hartman, right? Wake Forest. Trust me, college football is about two things. When you watch college football, monitor the quarterback situation and monitor the coach. That'll tell you you all you need to know about that said team.
0: Do you think this season will answer that question of is that the right quarterback and is that the right coach or them two together?
1: That's a good question when you talk about that relationship between Norvell and Jordan Travis. I think it will answer a lot. Number one for me, with the experience that Jordan Travis has, it's his time. Yeah. It's his time. You know, it's not like he's a guy who just got the campus or he was there last year. He's been there for some years now, you know, he's been through two different coaches, you know, Willie Taggart and now Novell, but now it's his time. So this for us is a, cr- it's a crucial year, critical year in my opinion, because Everything, all the key components to our team has been there for quite some time. Novell's going to his third year, right? He's been on campus for three years. Jordan Travis has been there, what, four years or five years? If I'm not four. mistaken. Four. It's time for them to be able to coexist. So to answer your question, yeah, I think this will tell us a lot about Coach Norvell and his vision of the program and where we're going. And Jordan Travis, can he be the guy for us?
2: Well then, I wonder what's what's a fair expectation. We've kicked it around a lot around here, saying you know, that as as the team kind of and program is coming back up, it was, but well, they lost a lot last year. They kind of lost a little, and you'd hope this year it almost flips to the win a little. I don't think they're ready to win a lot, but you know, I guess what is a fair expectation for this team? Obviously, it seems like it's it's a bowl game or bus kind of situation.
1: I mean, the bare minimum, right? Oh, you 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 can. <laughs> You can mistake, You can win six ball games by accident and get into a bowl, right?
2: Probably so we won five year.
1: games last year. Total disappointment. Yeah. Realistically speaking, if we can win seven or eight games, I think we're going in a different direction than what we've seen in years past. I know some people are saying, "Well, uh, ACC championship, ACC appearance, those things would be great. They would be great. I would love to see that." But let's understand the reality of the situation. A year ago, we didn't make the bowl. Didn't make a bow. So don't just jump past the bow to automatically get into the ACC championship game. Now, it can happen. Look at the NFL with Cincinnati.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? Cincinnati was horrible. They were last the year before in the division, and they finished first last year in 2021. In 2020, they were dead last. Right? But a lot of things happened in, in, in place for them to be able to do that. Number one, outstanding quarterback play. You know what I mean? And everything else kind of followed suit with that. So, realistically, I think if we can get seven or eight games, I think that's, that's a plus, in my opinion. In my opinion, seven or eight games is a plus. Beating Miami, and be, if you beat Miami and beat Florida, wow. Now, now, now we're really ecstatic, ecstatic about what's going uh, to happen in the near future. But yeah, if we can get seven or eight ball games and beat those two teams, I think we're going in the right direction, but clearly you can't have another postseason with Florida state, not being involved in the bowl game. That can't happen.
2: Yeah. Go ahead, Max.
0: And aside from those realistic wins, maybe, maybe Miami or maybe Gators or maybe the the realistic approach of we have to win seven or eight games. What other realistic things like Jordan Travis has to get, has to, lead them to a win against LSU? Maybe the offensive line ha- obviously has to improve. The receivers have to improve. What other realistic teams has to happen in order to get those eight wins?
1: I think our season starts week two. I know we have Duquesne week one, but come on, let's keep it real. No more Jacksonville State foolishness happening. All right, please. Let, let's, our season starts week two on a national stage. Mike Tommy used to tell us all the time, you know, when you play on a national stage, it's, it's your job to send a message. Cause everyone everyone's to watch. Send a message to the football world that we, we, we got something to say. And if you don't hear us, you're going to feel us. That has to be the mindset. Back in the day, you know, when I was playing for Pittsburgh, and I want to say back in the day, make me feel old, but... <laughs> We used to always say in our locker room, in our building, it's a five-star matchup because we're in it. It's not about who we're playing. It's because the freaking Steelers, they're in this matchup. People coming to see us. And we took on that. It was like we we were a show. A show. Like you go to a concert, you go to a show. People come to see that said individual, said people. That's how we felt. And we got to give them a show. We we ain't coming here to lay down we come to give you guys money's worth. And if you're cheering for us, you come in cheering for us, you're going to leave cheering for us. If you came in hating us, you're going to hate us even more when you leave because we're going to kick your team in the mouth. So week two, it's a home game for LSU, but nobody cares. Nobody cares. The home of the Sugar Bowl on the national stage. Nobody else is playing. All the eyes is going to be on Florida State. Give them a show. Send a message. That's a message game, period. We're here to let everyone know this is a different team with a different mindset, and it starts with LSU. So in, in, my, in my opinion, LSU week two is going to tell us all we need to know about Florida State. All we need to know about Florida State. Think about this. Played against Notre Dame week one last year in dope. Unbelievable atmosphere, right? Fought, got down, fought back in the ball game, but somehow... Couldn't finish the drill. Week one last year told me Florida State, they're not there yet. Because we found a way to lose that ball game. We should have won that ball game. Dick LeBeau used to tell us all the time in Pittsburgh, right? Bad teams will find a way to lose a game. They will find a way. And you look at some of the horrible losses from a year ago. We found a way to lose. Hey, even the Florida game, right? We should have won that ball game but we found a way to lose. So what we saw in week one against Notre Dame followed us the entire season. That's why we only had five games because we found a way to lose. If we found a way to win that ball game, trust me the entire season a year ago would have been totally different. So that's why I say week two is when our season starts, that game is going to have the same, same mindset as Notre Dame a year ago for me as a fan watching, I would have the same mindset. It's gonna tell us all we need to know, right? If Jordan Travis come out and ball out against LSU, that's all we need to know. Now we know know what to expect. We find a way to win that ball game against LSU. Think about this, all of us gonna have a different mindset. All of us, instead of losing to LSU, be like, oh boy, here we go again. We ain't quite ready yet. We ain't there yet. We beat LSU. Oh, yeah, we ready. Now we're cooking with gas. Gas stoves are the best stoves to cook on. We beat LSU, we cook cooking with gas. So that's, that's, that's where I'm at. Week two is when our season starts. That is the best trailer for a movie. Because when you watch that movie trailer, you know what the entire movie is going to look like.
0: Yeah, and obviously we can't predict the scores. We can't predict who's going to go off that game or who's just going to have the first touchdown or anything. But what do you think needs to happen in that game <laughs> in the first quarter to to kick it off and make sure the floor stays on top or make sure that?
2: Yeah. Is there a momentum factor? I guess is there is that, you know, is there, you know, people talk about paying up maybe too high for a big game? You know, is that is that a thing? Do you you know, do you feel that's a thing?
1: Uh, repeat that again. Is there, like
2: like having too much energy. Like you, you know. I mean, Jesus, you just had me about to run through a brick wall. I, my dog ran through the door. I guess she heard the the your excitement you just pumped in. Is there so much as being too hyped up for that? I mean, you just really like it is a big game. It's a huge game. You know. Is there? Can, can that mean, be too much?
1: You can be too hyped as a player, but you have to understand whatever you are feeling before you play. Save it. Save yeah. it. Save it. Go go to a piece of tranquility where you kind of calm down a little bit. You know what I mean? But my thing is, this, this is why you come to Florida State. This is why you're here. It's for these type moments. Think about this. We won five games last year. Five games. But how many times were we on national TV last year? Quite a, quite a, a bit. A Quite a bit. Right? Yeah. Quite a bit. So we won five games last year. Didn't make one bowl. And we got a primetime game this year on Sunday, September the 4th. How many teams in college football can win five games the year before, and not make a bowl in the first major weekend in college football, they on national TV? Florida State can. It means something. So for us, yeah, you don't want to get too hyped, but understand this is the moment. This is the moment. If you want to become a household name, fall out September 4th. Jordan Travis, you want to change the narrative about who you are as a quarterback and how consistent you can be, ball out. I guarantee you, instantly, everyone's gonna start talking about you. So to answer your question, what needs to happen? Number one, when you're playing in, in a neutral light game, neutral setting game, but it's kind of more home-friendly for the opposing team. You want to start fast. It's no different than playing in a true road game. Start fast. Number two, protect the football. Think about what went wrong. Last year against Notre Dame. And the reason why I'm bringing up Notre Dame so much in this discussion is because number one, that was a national televised game. Number two, we were playing against a prestigious like program. Number three, the coach that coached Notre Dame last year is coaching the same team we're playing this year. So he's familiar with Florida state and everything that I talked about far as number one and number two, it has the same element into this year's ball game. So we start fast Protect the football. Remember, we didn't protect the football last year against Notre Dame. Think we had three interceptions? Hey, Hamilton had two, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if it was another third, a third from somebody else. But we didn't protect the football. Think about if we protected the football. Think about the mishaps on the defensive side. The first fourth down opportunity, Notre Dame has a tight end wide open for a touchdown. That's fourth down. We get that stop, our offense is on the football field, with all the momentum in our favor. So those are the things that have to happen. You got to start fast when you're on the road. Don't wait for someone to hit you first. It's a fight. We know it's a fight. Swing. Don't sit here and wait for them to swing. It's already a fight. When the bell, when the bell rings, it's time to start swinging. Protect the football and start fast. Everything else will work yourself out.
0: Well, if and... They, uh, go ahead, Max. If they start that season 2-0, oh, they beat Ukraine. they beat LSU. What happens next? Where are they at mentally? I know they have Wake Forest, they have Clemson, they have a bunch of these great teams in the ACC in October. So what happens next for Florida State and where are the players at? That's a good
1: question because when we, I like to say when. I don't like to say if because you leave a piece of uh, yeah. space in your mind, to question like, will it happen or will it not happen? So don't never, I don't say if or can. When we start 2-0, and you talked about the next few games coming up. That is going to really t- determine what type of leadership we have on this team. Because Florida State hasn't started 2-0 and in a while, if I'm not mistaken. And one of those wins playing, being against the traditional powerhouse, right? When the last time we started 2-0? and Anybody remember?
2: I can pull it up quick.
1: Yeah, pull that up real quick. And I can finish my, 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 my statement. But I don't recall the last time we started 2-0. Well, and
2: Probably, yeah, 16-17. Beat Ole that's Miss the, and beat Charleston Southern. That's the last time we started 2-0. And, and followed it with a 63-20 to 20 loss to Louisville. So in 2016, the season of 2016, right? 2016-17, uh, yep. So, so that had been September 2016.
1: That's the last time we started 2-0. We're in 2022, six years ago. So I, I, I brought that up because it's been such a long time that we've started 2-0. And one of those games victories was against a traditional powerhouse. If we're, no, I'm sorry. When we start 2 0 this season, we'll see if we have what kind of leadership we have on our team. Because will everybody start patting themselves on the back like the season is over? Because we've done something that ha- we haven't been able to do in a long, long time. We're in, 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 in it's unfamiliar territory, to say the least. Or will we have the guys on the team that say, you know what? We're just getting started keep our foot on the gas. We got to wait for us next. Don't let it breathe. Don't let people see that was an accident. We're actually not that good. That was kind of similar to what we saw last year against Notre Dame, right? Yeah. We got down. We fought back. But it was like, oh, we finally showed the world that we can fight. We don't mind getting down and fighting back. But then it was like, well, we lost. And then you remember everyone was, was talking after that game, like, there's no such thing as a good loss, but that was kind of a good loss because we finally saw Florida State fight back. And then the next week, we lost. It was and a then, crater. Yeah, we didn't have the leadership that we should have, that we needed to have to be able to say, "Man, listen, man, screw everybody saying it's a good loss." Man, no, be mad, be pissed off, take it out on the opponent next week. We didn't do that. So, to answer your question, when we start two and zero, we're going to see what type of leadership we
2: have on this team. So, I love the talking indefinites. I love the when we start 2 0. I am curious, though, do you use the same definites when you talk to Patrick Peterson about this game? No question. <laughs> a former no LSU question. star Patrick Peterson. So, you, are you guys both going? or you guys, yeah, do we, you guys have a bet on the game? Not, I mean, a personal bet. You know, what do you guys have? Yeah, we,
1: yeah, we got a wager. We got a wager on the game. Um, and we're trying to figure out if our schedule permits that we both can go. Cause we plan on going together. If that's the case, matter of fact, I'm going to text him tonight to see exactly. He has, he has any, any idea about his schedule for that game. Cause no question. We can meet Florida state LSU in the booth in the Wallace. Come on, man. Like if I can get there, I'm there.
2: I'm the same as you. I, uh, Max is at a Florida state. Now I went to LSU. So we are the same way they're, they're, they're dragging I'm going to, I'm going to probably head that way with them. And we're, we're trying to figure out a bet ourselves to make sure it's, it's just yeah. as good. Uh, yes, glad sure. you keep that same energy with them. Max, you got anything else for him before I go to the NILs?
0: I guess just what do you see from as a DB? We talked about it before, but what do you see from this, from this defense? We talk, we know a lot about the offense. We know these receivers need to improve. This offensive line definitely needs to improve, but what do you see from these defense? Cause that's a lot of the players that get drafted from Florida state.
1: Um, what I want to see from this defense this year is what I call ant defense. And, and people were like, what do you mean ant defense? Think about what you see from ants when they see or realize there's a piece of street crumb on the street, like a piece of breadcrumb, they attack it. Give me the ant defense. That breadcrumb is the football. Become an ant, attack it, flow, move fast, relentless. Play ant defense. When ants get on a piece of uh, street crumb, Oh my goodness, it's a thousand of them coming everywhere. It's always the case. Flow to the football because when you flow to the football, good things happen. Good things always happen. Defensively, look at Georgia's defense a year ago. Not only did they have outstanding personnel that were guys that were going to play on Sunday, but they were so disciplined and they flowed to the football. You play defense, that's your mind. That's the mentality. We got to float, we got to get there fast. Number two, stop the run. Make teams one-dimensional. A lot of teams are playing this spread like football offensively where they're already trying to gravitate to throwing the football, but make, let them know they can't run the football. Stop the run and create turnovers. Those are the three things I need to see. Ant-like defense, swarm into the football, stop the run, and create turnovers. Those three things. You do those three things, you're going to be all right. Think about some of the best defenses we've seen. Think about in our in our glory days, 2013 championship team, number one, we had outstanding personnel. I mean, that makes everything a lot easier easy when you got guys that are going to play on Sunday. Right. But when you got guys that's going to play on Sunday and they're very, very disciplined and they play with a lot of heart, uh, no question. Numbers going to follow. Look how they flow, flow to the football. Look how they stop opposing offenses run game. Then they created turnovers. So that's what I need to see from this defense. That's what I need to see for four quarters.
0: And if I, I know I don't, want you, I don't want to put you on the spot to name like all these players, but are there maybe a three or five players that you seem, think are the most important to make sure that Florida State gets to those eight wins? Uh,
1: number one, Jordan Travis. Jordan yeah. Travis. Number two, offense and line wise, we got to have, I, I understand they're still trying to figure out that situation with the starting five, the best starting five, but whoever they are, they got to be. Hell, they got to be hell. They can't take no prisoners at all. They got to be nasty. They got to love what they do, right? Offensively, lastly, we know I'm okay with the running backs. I don't got to talk about that position because you guys know how I feel about that core group of guys. Wide receiver-wise, it's time for somebody to step up. We got a lot of wide receiver transfers, a lot of guys that have been there for quite some time. Somebody, too, got to step up. We need two guys that are guys that are difference makers. When was the last time we had a difference maker at the wide receiver position? Calvin Benjamin, Rashad Green, yeah, Benjamin, Kenny Shaw. Heck, they all played together. Since then, it has. We haven't had a consistent guy or guys. It's time for wide. Florida State has been known for such a long time for prolific like wide receiver play. Andre Cooper's of the world, Ken's McCorvey, Wayne Messam, E.G. Green right? Lavernius Coles, Ron Dugans, Jermaine Stranger, Snoop Minnis, Peter Ward, Anquan Bolden, Javon Walker, right? We got to get back to that type skill set. So wide receiver and then transition to the defense. I need some Sunday players to stand up and showcase they can play on Sunday. That's what I need to see. If you think you if you think you can play on Sunday, which is in the NFL, show up. What's the transfer from the defensive end? Uh Jared Verse. Jared Verse, Verse right? I need you to be a hellraiser. Fabian, right? Jamie Robinson. Kevin knows, who went to my high school, by the way. Shout out to MacArthur Mustang. Kevin knows. <laughs> One of the best to do it in the slot. Did Thomas. Uh, Jones, man, we got, we got some, we got some guys, right? But when you walk off the bus, hell got to come with you. Facts. Wherever you're playing, anytime you walk off the bus, just let them know hell coming with you. And I'm saying that in football terminology, I mean, it's going to be a long day. That's the mindset. You got to make things personal, man. That's what we got to get back to doing. Make things personal. Don't be ready to celebrate everything you do. It's a long, it's a long road. We celebrated losing a little bit to Notre Dame. Some people was like, "Wow, that's a good loss." People talking on the next day, man. You saw Florida State; they lost, but they look good, man. No, that tells you where we where, 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 where we where we've been. Where people are celebrating a the loss, they were happy to see us fight. No, we ain't happy. Brian and McFadden, somebody,
2: man, soup to, to your superstar on the field. And I, and I, you're, you're unbelievable in the microphone, your media star. I, I want you in the booth on Sundays, CBS. If you're, I'm sure you listen to our pod, get him in there. Can I, I'm gonna hit you with three quick, just rapid fire questions. So I don't waste too much of your time focusing on your Florida state time. Um, the funniest teammate you had at Florida state was who? Ooh,
1: the funniest teammate, I'll say Chris hope. And, uh, God bless the dead. He's no longer here with us. May he rest in peace. Mario Henderson.
2: What made them, what made them funny?
1: Personality. They, they always knew how to put a smile on your face. Chris Hope was more of a comedian. He was very, very comical. Mario was just a straight clown. <laughs> he was just a straight clown. I mean, he, his personality, the way he talks. I mean, you can never have a dull, serious moment if he's around because he's going to brighten your day up.
2: Second one, most serious player on game day. Don't look his way. Don't even go near his locker. Just avoid him at all costs because he's about to run through somebody.
1: At Florida State? Uh, yeah. Jerome Carter was pretty serious. JC from Lake City, Florida. He was pretty serious. Played with me in the secondary. Got drafted to the Rams. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. Who was, yeah,
2: this, I, who I, was the I, Steelers don't... name you had come to mind? Uh, freaking James Harrison. <laughs> that, that checks out. That checks yep. out. The the coach that rode you the most, Mickey Andrews.
1: Mickey Andrews, yes, sir, the one and only. Why is that? Uh, he stayed on you. Not just me, but everyone he coached. He demanded the best from us, and one thing he would not tolerate is lack of effort. He he would be pissed. If you missed the tackle, if you got beat. But if you out there showcasing zero effort, he's not going to tolerate that. Mickey Andrews wanted us to believe we can do the unthinkable. And he had a unique way to talk to our brains. Because he knew if he can can get to our brains, everything else from the body standpoint, from the physical standpoint, was going to be easy. But his guy, he was one of the few coaches that I've ever uh, came across that n- their number one priority was talking to your mind, coaching your mind. And he did a, he did a, a great job in doing so. That's why he would always be known to be one of the best to do it.
2: You uh, you certainly are. are excellent in, in the mind game. Your, your motivation and stuff is great. And, and like I mentioned earlier, you seem to be on the, the forefront of this NIL NFT thing. What you got going on there with the, uh, I think it's Champions Collective, you said?
1: No question. i with Champions Collective. Uh, myself, Brent, uh, Brett uh, Limex, um, Pensacola native, Florida State guy as well. Something that we came about some months ago, uh, trying to uh, become more creative in this NIL space. Uh, so we came up with a, a game plan to create and NIL opportunities through NFTs uh, NFTs is something that has really been game changing for for a lot of different people. But when it comes to sports and athletics, it can definitely be uh, a wonderful experience. So what we decided to do was create a a a layout game plan of what we want to be involved in and the people we want to work with. And it's only right that we work with Florida State. Uh, so currently we have around 10 guys. We may be adding two more to make it 12 that we're currently working with for the state. Uh, some of the notable names, um, Fabian, um, Jamie Robinson, Kevin Knowles, Dent, uh, just to name a few. Uh, we got quite a few running backs, uh, backfield guys as well. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to drop, release a mascot drop um, and it's going to be uh, similar to, uh, you know, the horse. Um, but it's going to be very, very unique. It's going to be unique. And what we do is when we release this mascot drops, you know, it's, it's available for all the fans, uh, all the fans and the, and the majority of the proceeds go to the, the student athlete. And uh, th- that was the first domino. We also work with the University of Maryland as well. We have quite a few NFL guys uh, that we're working with where we do individualized NFTs for those guys as well. Um, so we, we've been covering a lot of ground and it's been well received. So most importantly for us, If you rock with Florida State, if you want to continue to support Florida State, uh, when we do our drop, support us, support the players, because like I said, the majority of the proceeds go to them. And this is a unique way to create relationships when it comes to recruiting certain players. Let them know what we already have in place and how successful it has been. Uh, and, And that helps in recruiting, as you guys have seen. The NIL world is very, very important in recruiting now, not just football, but all student, uh, all athletics throughout college football at that said university. So, uh, follow us, uh, on social media champions collective, uh, is the name, um, give us a follow. We will have a YouTube page, we have a podcast as well. We're on 80 different podcast platforms, Apple being the major ones. And we will have some of these student athletes join us weekly. You know, I'm pretty sure when we have, uh, when we take care of business against LSU, we're going to have quite a few seminars to talk about that game leading up to the next week and also promoting uh, their brand. Because the thing about these NFTs, these kids own them. So now they become athlete CEOs. You know, I didn't own anything when I was at Florida State. Not a digital image, not anything. But being able to have ownership over something is important, especially during this time in these kids' lives. And they're the CEOs of their NFTs. So when you support the NFT, you support them.
2: Is there a good way to give them power over their brand? Is there a website as well for them to go to?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Collective is the website as well. Uh, like I said, we, we, we got things rolling. We're starting to get... Uh, all right, social media presence is starting to get more intense. We're starting to flood, and got big things coming as well. So we're going to, we're going to continue to tap into the NCAA side of things, and of course the professional side of things as well. Like I said, we got quite we got a few NFL guys that are our brand ambassadors uh, that's willing to work with us. And this is something that we created in April, and we've made a lot of nice connections so far.
2: Yeah, you definitely uh, seem to be crushing it. Really forward thinking and finding ways to give these guys the platforms to be able to, to manage their brand. And uh, I really appreciate you giving you, giving us so much time, Brian, you, you were awesome. And uh, if you're out there, you're listening, you appreciate everything he just gave us, all the insight he's got, make sure you please go and, and support that, support the champions collective. Again, the website please. he mentioned. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Please support us. Cause you're not supporting us. You're supporting Florida state. And if you guys rock and roll with Florida state, like I believe you do, Give us a shot, look at what we're doing, have any questions, shoot us up uh, a question on, on, in the DM and we answer it, kind of keep you guys involved. But like I said, be on the lookout for that mascot drop coming very, very soon. Uh, you know, after we start tour, I know that might be a good time to drop it.
2: <laughs> that, uh, exactly. And again, be sure to support him, support. The, it all goes towards helping the, our guys on the team as well. He's also the host of the All Things Covered podcast. So I'm sure that's available just about everywhere podcasts are at as well.
1: No question. Yes, sir. We got a YouTube page as well. So if you want to see us and hear us, you can watch us on YouTube. We just have a seminal great on our last episode, Leroy Butler getting ready as he's been enshrined, into the Hall of Fame, but he had a great, great opportunity to talk to us about uh, you know, that entire process and of course Florida State Days as well.
2: Well cool. check him out everywhere. He seems to be everywhere. CBS Sports as well. Brian, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you joining us for Brian, Bryant, and Max. That's a wrap.
0: Go nose.